I'm going to be speaking about God's rest today. And um, when Trevor asked me, I had been, like, been really, God's been just showing me so much about rest and living in that rest and living in him, living in his heart, living in his spirit. And one thing that, uh, one thing that popped up was the word huiothesia, huiothesia, Greek word meaning adoption as a son into the divine family. So I'll ask you to turn to 1 Ephesians 4, 6. If you don't have a Bible, um, it's up on the screen. And it says in verse 4, just as in his love he chose us in Christ, actually selected for, for, selected us for himself as his own before the foundation of the world so that we would be holy. That is consecrated, set apart for him, purpose-driven, and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined and lovingly, lovingly planned for us to be adopted to himself as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the kind intention and good pleasure of his will. To the praise and the glorious grace and favor which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved, his son, Jesus Christ. That is just, man, I've, I've, I've read this and read um, Galatians 4 often about being a son, being a daughter or son in him. And it always, always wrecks me. When it says like blameless in his sight, that means there's nothing that we can do. Yeah. There's nothing that we can do. And this brings us to the next point here, that God is the architect. And in Ephesians 4 and 6, God doesn't make defective children. Do you agree with that? Yes. God, you know, sometimes life does put stuff in your heart that changes you and stuff like that, but God does not make defective children. There's always, 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 like, hope for everybody. And the thing is that we are his heart dream. The thing is that God has made us. He actually selected us for himself as his own. We are his. Right? We are his. And he wants us to grow. He wants us to grow in sonship. He wants us to, like, back, back when he was writing this, when he was talking about growing in sonship, is actually... Um, Walking into manhood and to getting off of the milk into the solid foods and living in that and growing into that adoption. Um, I know, um, what's his name, uh, last week, two weeks ago, he was talking about faith and actually taking the word as meat and, like, and actually getting off like the baby food and going into that. Edward, thank you. Thanks. And that's where it was, like God wants us to actually grow into his sonship. And his, ma- his mind is made up about us. There's nothing that we can do that's going to change how he sees us. And being in his rest, this is what being in his rest is, is actually seeing how God sees you through his own eyes. I know, you know, this is like, this is later on. I'm going to talk about this later on. But, you know, being a son is not, oh, I am a son now. It's actually believing and having faith. That you are a son. <clears throat> Sorry. It's actually taking that 18-inch journey from your head to your heart. 
and really believing and really having faith that you are a son. And a lot of times we do play mind games and we do, oh yeah, we got to do this and do this. I, my life was like that. And, <clears throat> sorry, I have like just a testimony about this. I've dealt with this, so my parents know I do part of this. This is my testimony. And you guys can, you guys will get to know my parents. They're amazing people. But growing up, I grew up on the heavy yoke of performance. And just, I had to do good to get my parents' approval and to get my parents' love. And if you talk to them, like I've, I've talked to them, we've, we've discussed this as length, at length, but they never put that on me. It's just something that I thought that they did. And it's something that they thought growing up as well, so it was just a generational thing. And I had really had to get healing in my heart because of this. And the thing is, because I was thinking that about my earthly parents, I've always thought that it was like that with my dad up in heaven. And I always thought, oh, I have to do good. I can't sin. You know how hard it is not to sin when you're always, oh, I can't sin, I can't sin, I can't sin. And living under that law, there's like, oh, man, you can't, you can't measure up at all. You can't measure up. Oh, man, sorry. So, but living in faith and living in that belief that you are good enough for him and living in that and just seeing yourself into those eyes. Like when I grew, grew up and just living in that, under that performance and stuff, I really, like, I really felt that's how God was looking at me. So I actually had to go through a lot of inner healing, a lot of heart healing just to say, you know what, I am good enough and I see myself and I believe that I am God's son. It's just, it's just a whole perspective. It's a whole perspective shift of saying, you know what? I see who I am and I see how God sees me. That's two different people, right? You got your earthly eyes and then you got your heavenly eyes. And we have to have that belief of living in that place. Living in that rest that we are sons and daughters of God. Amen. So, so his mind is made up about us. And there's also, he wants intimacy. It's not just good enough to be living, oh, knowing and believing that you're a son of God. He actually wants intimacy. And I was, as I was praying and just preparing this, I just had a beautiful picture of just like me standing here with, with my eyes closed. And then God just came up right here looking at, looking at me with his eyes open. And me just asking, oh, God, would you come? Would you come? Would you come? And I'm not realizing that he's right there. And, like, that just wrecked me last week. And, you know, it was just um, a, completely ch a complete change of how I started, like, even last week, just to start how to worship and just seeing that God just wants to be here. You know, just wants to be just so close to us. It's just unbelievable. Am I right? <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, one thing that, that, I've, that I've, we have to stop believing is the lie of the enemy that we are not good enough. Like, honestly, when you start believing that lie and start living under that lie, you're actually voiding what Christ did on the cross for us. 
You know, like that's, like that's super heavy. You know, what's the point of Christ dying if I can't believe that he's taking care of everything? Right? Whew. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So when we enter into his presence, my spirit remembers, like when he encounters his love, it remembers who I am. It's remembering who I am in him. And that's living as a son, as a belief, and also just your actions, your talk, the way you actually even see other people, which is completely different. When you start living in that heavenly mindset of being a son, you actually start seeing people in a different in a different way. You start seeing people for the goal that they actually are and what God has called them to be. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Cool. So this brings us to the rest. The slide got cut off a little bit, but I'll read it for you. It's in Hebrews 4, chapter 2, verse 3. It says, For this good news that God has prepared this rest. That's good news. Amen? God has prepared this rest for us. Oh, yeah. It's been announced to us just as it was to them, but it did them no good. So what, they were t- what he's talking about here is the, like Adam and Eve and then the Israelites and then us. We have the chance to enter in what God had prepared for the Israelites in the Old Testament and what Adam and, Adam and Eve had. Oh, yeah. And they did them no good because they didn't share the faith of those who listened to God. For those who did not believe, uh, so only those, for only we who believe can enter his rest. As for the others, God said, in my anger I took an oath, they will never enter my place of rest. Even though this rest has already been ready, has been ready since he made the world. Yeah, wow. I was looking into it, I was like, God, God's angry and not letting it, us into the rest. And there's actually a Greek word called Orge, O-R-G-E, and that is like a violent passion. Like God is saying, oh, why can't they enter into my rest? I've done everything for you. Enter into my rest. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Everything was satisfied when Christ died on the cross. Everything was taken care of. And the thing is that he desires us so strongly to actually walk into that, walk into our sonship, walk into his heart, walk into his spirit. He wants us and he's desperate for that connection with us, that intimacy, that just one-on-one, face-to-face that he wants. He wants us to walk into the rest and walk into his heart and just live there with him. I am in him and he's in me. We are one spirit. We are one love. I am in him and he's in me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And that's bringing into the rest. It says here, he leads me in Psalm 23. He leads me in the still waters. He invites us to see what he sees. I started... Um, I started just thinking about just, he leads me beside still waters. 
One of the coolest things is when you're like next to, you're on a canoe or you're next to a, a lake and it's just absolutely calm. There's no wind, nothing, no waves, and you just see the complete reflection upside down, you know? I just find that just amazing. The thing is that as soon as there is a little bit of wave, it distorts what you see. So when God's bringing us into our rest, into the still waters, he wants us to look and ref- like there's, I just had the words waters of reflection where you can actually look at yourself in the waters and see what he sees, what he truly sees. And there's actually a word for this. It's called specular reflection. I'm really, I love the science behind a lot of different things. God and science really work together. It's just awesome. And the actual, the word specular is like a, pr- a precise mirror. And that's actually taken from like a Greek word, which means like it's a, a precise mirror that they used to put in telescopes. So God doesn't just want you to see your reflection, your inside, your outside, but he wants us to look and actually peer inside and actually see from the depths, our core of the being, how blessed we are and how much of a son we are and how good we are. And entering in that rest and not having to worry what other people are thinking, not having to worry what Blake and Mel are thinking about me right now. It's good to see you. <laughs> not having to worry about just speaking in front of people. I, For me, this is one of the biggest fears in my life is speaking in front of people. I was, we were joking about this earlier. I should just stand here with a guitar and just like I'd feel so much more comfortable. <laughs> I just, or behind a drum kit, I just feel, oh, that'd be amazing. But um, I just feel like completely naked. So you guys are seeing me for who I am, right? <laughs> and God actually wants us to see inside of ourselves, inside of our hearts. You, you know what? You guys are awesome people, and you need to believe it. And you are sons and daughters of God, but you need to believe it. It's not good enough just to know that we are, but it's actually to live in that faith. Yeah. And as soon as, like, like I was just getting downloads about this waters of reflection. As soon as, like, you have that specular refraction, which is just an absolute mirror. So a mirror does that. There's also a diffuse re- re- um, refraction or reflection, which means that the light is sh- like it shines everywhere. It's just reflected everywhere. There's no point to it. And as soon as we like start meddling with the water, as soon as we start like getting um, fears, we're, we're getting this, that, and the other thing, we're making waves in the water, then it actually starts distorting what we actually see and who we actually see. And it's just living in that place. You know what, God? I am good enough. Boom. You know what, God? I am a son. Boom. Just flattens it out. Oh, God, I got to do this. That's You just start splashing in the water and you're like, Oh, yeah, I see how messed up I am. Yeah, it's because I'm just slapping the water, you know? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. And the thing is that God is bringing you to, to that still water. And you have to trust and believe that it is still. It is calm. And if it's rippling, it's because you're stepping in it and you're messing it up. <laughs> and I'm speaking to myself. I mess it up all the time. You know, and I'm like wondering, God, why am I like this? Well, it's because you did a cannonball in the water. 
The thing is, too, is that when we start looking at ourselves and actually peering into who we really are, God's rest is established upon his image and likeness redeemed in us. When we see ourselves, we should be seeing Christ because that's who we've entered into. That's who I am and he's in me. Man, like that's so heavy. That is so heavy. It's just to, to believe that and to live in that. Uh, yeah, this is what I was talking about earlier. Faith, not willpower, brings us into his rest where we, acquaint, where we are acquainted by sonship, where we are in the habit to hear from above. And it's not just something that we are, oh, this is it. We have to be in that habit of believing who we are and living in that and understanding where heaven's at. It's like right here. We are in it. We are in it. God is heaven. I'm in him. He's in me. We're, we're here. That's where it is. And to be honest, like you could do a bunch of all this stuff and if it becomes like rules and regulations, it becomes under law. But the thing is, God is just so awesome. And it's just to live in that. And everything boils down to how much he loves us. How much he loves us. Yeah, it boils down to all that, you know. So we have this invitation today just to, like, it's not because God is exhausted with working. You know, <laughs> you know we, we in our physical beings, we are, we can get super exhausted just like we are, we can get super done. But God's not inviting us into his rest to, because we're tired and we're just, oh, I just can't live anymore. But because he is satisfied with what he sees in our hearts. And he knows concerning, like, what he knows, what he sees and what he knows. He knows all the gory, juicy details about your life. He knows everything. But he loves you so much, it doesn't really matter at all. At all. Zero. And now he invites us with urgent persuasion. This is where he's talking about where, oh, they will never enter into my rest. Oh, we need to enter into his rest. And it's just to, and the way to enter in is to believe that we are sons. We believe we are daughters of God and just, oh, just getting wrapped up into that. It was awesome what Keith was saying today about just being wrapped up in him, being wrapped up. Chris was just sharing with us after our worship debrief, he was saying, oh, when I was just, we were just living in that moment, I just felt God come and just give us all a hug. And it was just like, it was so sweet. And then he's like, oh, Keith came came and talked about it, yeah, God talks to everyone too. <laughs> but it's just to, just to live in that and just to understand that's what God is for us, you know? And it's just all that love all the time. Yeah. Oh, yes, God. You know, this is really, this is really amazing because it just kind of like throws out all theology out the window when you start believing that I'm in him and he's in me and just living in that sonship, living in that belief that, you know what, there's nothing I can do that'll change how he sees me. And there's nothing that I can't, like, there's nothing at all. 
And if we start believing that and just start coming in, entering into that rest and entering into that what God wants us, like just that he really does want you. He really wants you. He really wants to spend time with you. He really wants to have that face-to-face like intimacy with you. You just need to like, like how I was standing earlier, you just need to open your eyes and he's like right there. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, it's just, I just really want to finish in closing today. I'm just like, I was just getting just rocked about this, just living in that and what God has for us and just the destiny that he has for us and just the faith, just having, placing your faith that he believes in us is so huge and that he believes in who we are. It's just like absolutely amazing. And in just living in that will change your perspective of how we see people and how we live in that. Yeah, amen. So I'll ask you to stand. I'll just, do you want to just pray? Yeah, go ahead. Father, we love Eric. Lord, Eric's really, really shared your heart and his heart with us. And Lord, that really is affirming his message that we, we are in you and you are in us. And Lord, and it is that simple. So Lord, I pray, before Eric invited me up, I felt the Lord ask me a question to ask you. So what happens now? And what happens on Tuesday? And what happens on Friday? What changes everything on Saturday? Uh, the answer is nothing. Nothing, absolutely nothing changes because of the day of the week. Nothing, nothing changes because of cir- the circumstances you are in. So, Lord, we pray that. Lord, this impartation again of your love, your truth, your intimacy, Lord, it just goes on throughout eternity. And it goes on through today and tomorrow and this week. And Lord, I pray for us, Lord, with a passion from your heart, Lord, you're pleading with us, live in this all the time. Live here all the time. Living me all the time. Because I change everything. I change everything. I change everything. I change everything. So, Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we are in you. You are in us. And in you we live and move and have our being. And whatever the world says, whatever the enemy says, doesn't change that. Whatever lies we want to believe doesn't change that. You are the way you are the truth and you are the life in us and in you. Amen.